Jonesy and Amanda's Well, we have the Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, with us this morning and lots to talk about. It seems that, uh, well, as we know, India is a disaster zone regarding COVID. It's put Australia on edge a little and quite a lot, actually. We have more positive COVID cases in hotel quarantine. There's a giant spike all around Australia. What are we going to do? Good morning, Premier. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Jonesy. Gladys, the big question that the constituents of this fair state want to know where did you go to nightclubs? Did you go to the War and Peace disco? <laughs> I didn't actually, no. I went to, no, I shouldn't really say come on, it, come on, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> The first one I ever went to legally, I might say, was Macy's in um, North yeah. Sydney. Did you guys remember? Yeah, no, I remember no, Sheila's in North oh, Sydney. I know, Macy's, they had a piano bar. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. Piano bars was oh, no, such Macy's, a thing. It was across the road from Macy's because the coffee shop's still there. Whatever the nightclub was across was the road. Was it On Military Road. Peanuts? No, it was on Military Road. Oh. Anyway, my friends will remember. They'll ring up and tell me, yeah. There you go. It wasn't Steps. Oh, yes. Steps was it? Was Steps That was in Cremorne, I think. Cremorne. Oh, oh no, sorry. it might have been at Epping. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Steps was – everyone talked about Steps in the yeah, day. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the one I went to was on Military Road, so military there you go. Road. Yeah, good old military. military Road. And look yeah. at you now. You're the Premier <laughs> and you're doing a great job. Thank you. Every day you must – when you stand in front of a press conference, you go, okay – you're getting really good at the press conference now. There's no... Uh, not really. I think I think what you do, though, is um, because of COVID and because of the fires and everything else, people, I, I think there's more live um, press conferences. So I know that I'm talking directly to the public. I'm not talking through anybody. So I'm trying to be as direct as I can uh, to make sure that I'm as clear as possible because people do rely on what you're telling them, the information you're giving them. So it has helped me become a better communicator. I still have a way to go, but I think it has helped in the way you get the message across. Well, yeah. let's talk about what the the message at the moment. Um, this this Indian strain, I guess, of of the virus is so terrifying, and I know that there are our humanitarian selves saying yes, keep the flights coming. But Australians are scared at the moment that the only breach we have is in our hotel quarantine. I know Victoria is going to set up a custom-made quarantine station. Do we need that? I don't think so, Amanda. I actually don't think that's a good thing to do. And the reason is um, a quarantine facility needs literally thousands of staff. So you'd need to make sure uh, you have thousands of staff available to house it. The risk is there no matter where you have the quarantine system because staff have to then go home to their families. And that's why New South Wales, we made sure and I lobbied the federal government and they supported me, they agreed with me. I pushed back and said the first people we need to vaccinate have to be all the people in and around our quarantine system because mm. it doesn't matter where people work. They still have to go home to their families. They can then pass on the virus to them. Their families go to work and school and everything else. And so it's really important to have a tight system. Where you locate it is less significant than having a really good system. Sure. And for us, it works in the CBD of Sydney because it's close to the airport. The longer people are in buses and, and close um, kind of um, proximity to each other, there's more chance of the virus spreading. So you have to think about all these things, the time it takes to transport people, uh, the, the method you use mm. to get people from one room to another. Look, our system isn't perfect, but I'm convinced that it's the best we have in Australia. And so we every time there's an issue in another state or around the world with the quarantine system, we listen, we learn, and we adapt our system accordingly. For example, our people in New South Wales are so specific that they were able to tell me on one occasion that the virus spread because one of the doors at the bottom of the hotel room was slightly... 
um, had a higher gap than the other wow. girls. And so we knew that once we fixed that, that would be fixed. So this is how contagious the virus can it's be. It's terrifying, isn't it? It, it is. But, but I think also full credit to our New South Wales police who manage the quarantine system, our health yep. officials. But also I've had the opportunity to meet with the cleaners, the hotel staff. It is a complex operation. And New South Wales Touchwood, we've not let off for a day. We've let 3,000 Aussies, Aussies come home every week. Um, we've let home nearly 190,000 just in New South Wales. And the other states have paused. Victoria mm. was out of action for months because of their situation sure. down there. And the other say, states aren't taking them. The other states are saying New South Wales can do the heavy lifting. And India as well, they were they were doing okay, but then they decided to let a few religious ceremonies and giant mass gatherings come ahead. So they're going through their second wave. And because of their close proximity, uh, all the uh, people living in dense population there, they're experiencing uh, their second wave, but it's at a great cost. Will we continue to have these mutant strains? Oh, absolutely. Remember, you know, a few weeks ago, everybody was talking about the UK strain or the South African strain. And I and I say to our people, um, you know, the health experts have advised me the variants are going to keep happening. Some will be more contagious than others. Some, you know, very high concern compared to others. But this is living with COVID. This is what we have to accept. We shouldn't be surprised anymore, but it's how we manage things moving forward. And my heart goes out to the people of India because um, they have a very different culture and lifestyle than we do. People live in extended families. You would have you know, multiple people in the one household. So if one pe- person gets it, and what even worries me is, is even, you know, we're lucky in a country like Australia, we have the resources for PPE and other things. But I was looking at the TV thinking some of the doctors weren't even protected. They didn't yeah. have the equipment. They, they weren't wearing the right clothes to be able to protect themselves. So, um, you know, anything we can do as a nation to support um, India, we should. And my heart goes out, we've got lots of Indian all of us have Indian, you know, people yeah. with Indian heritage here. I don't think there's a single person that doesn't know someone over there who's suffering. And the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine versus the Pfizer vaccine. So now I'm in. It suddenly became real for me when, because I'm 53. All of a sudden, I've been moved up the chain. I was yeah. blissfully saying, "Oh, I'll wait my turn." You know, I'm not an essential worker. It, it doesn't yeah. matter if I get it and now. I'm ready to get it, but when I hear about these blood clots, you suddenly think. Look, every every vaccine, every everything, even the pill, as we know, has has that risk. Um, it's far greater with the pill than it is with AstraZeneca. I've taken the AstraZeneca. I wanted to take the vaccine that the vast majority of people would be getting. Um, I took it, um, and and I would recommend. Uh, look, if anyone has concerns, speak to your doctor. But the chance of you developing something as a result of the vaccine is very, very, very small. It's very mm. slight. But put it this way. Um, our health experts have advised that to date they don't know of a single person anywhere who's had the vaccine and died from COVID. So it doesn't mean you won't get it. It doesn't mean you won't pass it on. But the key thing for us moving forward in Australia has to be keeping people out of hospital. We have to eventually accept, and I know it's a big call for us to have this mind shift, but once the rest of the world starts opening up and people start travelling, the, the test that we need to use about how well we're doing is to keep people out of hospital because just like the cold, we don't count how many people get the flu, but we do count how many people are in hospital or die from the flu. And unfortunately, and that's going to have to be part of our thinking because otherwise, as nice as it is living in our bubble... Uh, you know, it gets to a point where too many jobs will be lost and we'll go backwards too much. I was talking to someone about this yesterday. It's as basic as, not as basic, but the first basic is eating well and, and living a healthy life. Look after yourself so you don't get sick and so that you stay out of hospital. And I think we've lost sight of that message in this as well. If you eat well and, and are healthy, 
you've got better chance of of keeping this stuff at bay. Yeah, and we also need to, and when people are worried about taking the vaccine, I think look at the consequence. Um, you know, they'll... At the moment, we have a great system in Australia. We're preventing community transmission. We're still allowing Aussies to come back home. But there'll come a point in time at which we'll think to ourselves, do we continue living in in the bubble that Mm. we are or do we start reintegrating with the rest of the world? And in New South Wales, it's never been about the dollars for us. It's been about keeping the community safe. But every month, we're losing about $1.5 billion in New South Wales because we don't have international travel, whether it's tourism, whether it's business, um, whether it's all the industries that feed off um, the travel, but also our skilled labour. A lot of major companies have people they can't really move back and forth because of those issues. So we start yep. even starting to see a skilled labour shortage. So, but so, so they're the, they're the issues we're confronting. But my job is not only to keep the community safe, but to think about the jobs in our future and how we can get it to a safe landing. And that's why I say to people, they'll come to a point in time um, when the vaccine um, will be more attractive to people who might not be comfortable with it yet. And I, for my job is to get all of our adult population in New South Wales vaccinated as soon as possible because that keeps us safe, it stops the spread and it stops people dying. And there's a lot of piano players that are ready to get back in those piano bars and <laughs> well, that's, that too, the, that's that part too. of it. But, but, but the, 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 the really important thing for us is to start thinking about how we really live with COVID moving forward because this could be around for years. Mm. Uh, the virus may mutate, there might be different viruses down the track and I think we're in a fortunate position to have have options, but we also can't be complacent and just mm. think we're not going to be affected because we know also community transmission can happen very quickly. Look mm. at Victoria. Within a, two weeks, they had like two or 300 cases a day and then it shot up to, I think, seven or 800 yeah, a day, is. right? And they well, and they had so many deaths. So it's really important for us not to be complacent. Well, Gladys, it's always great to catch up with you. You look after yourself. You're doing you a great job. Thank you. You too, both of you. Keep entertaining, informing and okay. advising and Thank stay you. well. I'm glad Thank you didn't you, back me up there when you, I said, I'm not an essential worker. That's where you're supposed to say, well, hang on, Jensen. No, no, no. Yes, Do you are. know what I've said to people? Sorry, I'm taking too much time. Anyone in a job is an essential worker. There it is. That's <laughs> our premier. Nice. Thank you, Gladys. Jonesy and Amanda's Damnation.